Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently, with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, today's guests, Shelby Dash and Christina Clifford, are professionally trained comedic actresses. They started making comedy videos just for fun and turned it into a one-stop shop from ideation to editing, creating custom video content for brands and businesses. We've been told over and over that entertaining video content is where it's at, so get those note-taking tools ready. Hey, Shelby and Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're excited. So before we dive into all of my questions, let's do a quick intro to both of you and your business journey. Like, how did you come to be where you are today? Well, Shelby and I both came from an acting background. We moved out to Los Angeles for the big dream. We're big into comedy as well. And that's kind of where we first met each other. I thought she was hysterical. And I think she thought it was funny. Uh, And I thought she was very funny and she made me laugh a lot. And so from there, we kind of organically partnered up, started making videos, started writing little sketches. And it just kind of became a regular occurrence. We were putting out content every week on YouTube and getting getting some great traction. And then once the pandemic hit, we kind of had to like reorg and figure things out because we lost our day job. And we decided because a, a brand an ad agency actually reached out to us and asked us about doing branded videos. And we were kind of like, huh, that's that's interesting. Let, let's give it a go. And I remember our first pitch call, we pitched him all these different ideas for this one particular brand. And he was kind of like, wow, these are all great. And we were like, oh, oh are we good at this? <laughs> <laughs> and so from there, we we started collabing with him. And after a while, we were kind of like, why aren't we doing this on our own? And that is how Take Two Content was born was born. So I like to think that I'm fairly amusing, like in person. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't pay them to say that before we started. (laughs) But I know some people will be listening thinking like, I'm just not funny. So they're about to hit the skip button and go on to a different podcast episode. So can anyone be funny? I think yes. I think not every brand or product maybe can be funny, but person, I think you can. I think if you embrace the part of you that you think is not funny, that is inherently funny. Like if you're as long as you're being authentic to yourself, if you don't think you're funny, don't, you know, try to act like someone that you do think is funny. Just be you and share your insecurities, share, you know, the funny thing that happened in your day that maybe someone else can relate to. And that is funny. Funny comes from relatability and vulnerability. So everybody has that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, and I think there's definitely, we talk a lot about the different comedy tropes that can kind of be like guidelines that you can go off of that can really enhance it. But I I also do think it is a craft that needs to be learned. If you're not inherently funny, like I would, I would say like building that craft would help with that. But like Shelby said, like when it comes to, you know, posting on Instagram or doing these stories, if you come from a place of vulnerability, 
and something where you can connect with somebody else, then there's always humor in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes there's actually nothing funnier than watching somebody else laugh hysterically at something they think is funny, whether (laughs) it's happened to them or they're watching, right? Yeah. So when you work with brands and businesses, do you go kind of the skit-based end of things? So I always think of like TikTok and my favorite TikToker is called like Jaunty Deb or something. And he does all these like videos of like dogs as if they were humans as all the different breeds. So I can picture like the skit-based stuff and I have lots of questions around that. But is there a way to infuse comedy into something as simple as a talking head video for someone? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Because, you know, I feel like people gravitate towards story. And like Shelby said, if something funny or interesting happened in your day, if you just kind of enhance it a little bit and go over like what happened that was so interesting, your point of view on it, I think that's when people are like all ears. Mm -hmm. And something that we do a lot when we're doing like a talking head or an interview style, depending on the client, is even just throwing some fun bloopers at the top or at the end of the video can work wonders because a lot of times people feel very buttoned up when they're delivering that, you know, brand or product info. But it's those fun moments where we really see their true personality when they're like, oh, I just messed up. Or they're like, wait, what was that? You know, so just popping those back to back with a little like beep, beep, beep can really work wonders. And And then you're starting out your video with people seeing the real you, how you're, you know, you're not perfect. And then we go into this like crafted image of everything that you have to say. So even just that is a great way to incorporate it to a talking head. So it's just bringing a little more personality to just zhuzh things up. Yeah. Even if you're talking slightly more seriously, like a how-to or something. Right. Totally. Yes. Okay. So... Everybody has been told by everybody that entertaining video is where it's at now. If you're creating any kind of content, it needs to be video and preferably entertaining. So I'm curious how we do that from a business perspective. So my favorite TikToker, I watch everything as it comes out. I have literally no idea what he does outside of creating (laughs) TikTok. It's never occurred to me to even look. So when I'm thinking about this from like, if I'm going to go through all of this and and produce videos and and do all of this sort of thing, where's my ROI for it? How does it connect? Is it an attraction thing? Is it a no like and trust and we're heavy on the like thing? Where is this fitting in that come forth and, and give me your money? Well, I think part of the problem with your um, favorite dog, TikToker, is that he doesn't have a CTA. So he's doing these dog videos. We're loving them. They're amazing. If he just had something quick at the end, like maybe one of the dogs looks to camera and says like, oh, yeah. And if you need dog training, go to this website or whatever. I mean, that's a bad example. But yeah, the importance of a CTA is really what brings, I think, the, the customer to wherever you want them to go and make sure that, you know, the message of the product or brand gets out there. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we've learned over the last few years is pairing that that comedy side that we've always done with brands. And it is an interesting meld. We really have to make sure that the brand and what it does is very clear and concise at the top, along with the comedy 
and entertainment value. So yeah, there is, you know, strategic process we go through when we talk with the client about what they're looking for exactly. They give us everything that they want to highlight and we understand their tone. And then we just kind of put the comedy on top or find a way to show that in a fun and interesting way. Mm -hmm. So we're basically saying as long as we take any kind of video and we infuse some comedy or some personality into it, as long as we have that key CTA and I guess some transition into that CTA that makes sense, then any kind of video can really work for our business. Yeah. And we, uh, you ideally want it at the top as well. You want to make sure it's clear what you're selling, at, whether it's a product or service. You want to make sure that is clear, concise, but it, it can still be paired with the comedy or the unexpected thing that really hooks the person to keep watching the video. Ah, uh, Yes, the hook. My yeah. next question. So we're all ready to go and create like an amazing video that's either going to be organic or it's going to be turned into an ad or something. How do we come up with that scroll stopping idea? Because I feel like you're super creative and it's probably an idea every 30 seconds. But for us <laughs> non-video people, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I'm looking at the lens. Come on, right. ideas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think you still, no matter who you are, I think you still need to plan it out. And before you hit that record button, you want to really do a big brainstorm. We always do a big brainstorm. You know, don't edit yourself, really throw everything at the wall and just write down all your ideas. And then when you're thinking about the hooks, once you've pared down your ideas, you want to think about something that is unexpected or eye-catching. For example, one of the successful hooks that we had for a cat litter company, it was the, the concept was essentially taking a cat lady and turning her into a cat goddess. And the hook that did the best was the cat lady who is taking cat food in a spoon and it looks like she's about to take a bite. And see, that is like the surprising like, ooh, kind of thing. And then it goes into the, the whole video. So once you've pared down those ideas and you like them, then go into, okay, what would be a hook for this idea? What would be another hook for this idea? So there is a lot of planning that goes involved before we hit that record button. And then is that like the hardest bit? So I've had the idea, I've got the hook, I've jotted down some bullet points, I kind of know where I'm going. We film, we edit, and like, hey, presto, I am a viral TikTok slash YouTube star. Or... <laughs> Are there some key elements that I should probably be thinking about so that like I get results and maybe not just likes? Yeah. Well, one thing that we do when we're working with clients, like Christina said, once we've got those ideas, we brainstorm hooks for them. But, you know, we also will brainstorm multiple hooks for the same core section of the video and multiple CTA options. So that way, like if you have your concept that you love, like, for example, we did like a male version of that same cat thing called Catman, where he's a very suave man. So that way, if you love Catman, you have three different hooks that you can test with the same section of the core video, two different CTAs, and then you can pull the top performer. That way, you know, say you're, the hook that you chose isn't working the way you hoped, you know, it doesn't go to waste. And how are you testing that if, like, let's say it's not ads? So I get, like, with ads, you could run, like, different versions of the ad and or you could see your ad results and then pull the ad. But let's say I'm going to put it on, like, a reel or TikTok or YouTube. 
like I can't pull the video once it's up there. I feel like I'm asking you how you know funny is going to land. The thing about that is, you know, it's not a perfect science in terms of that's why we do have multiple hooks, because it isn't a perfect science. We don't necessarily know what is going to hit. I wish we could have a crystal ball and see in the future. But you start to understand what does best. And for you personally in your brand, and that is a lot of trial and error. And I think that's just with everything. Sometimes maybe your video isn't going to do so well the first few times. And then one, you do one and you get all the likes and the views. And then you have to dissect why did that video perform? What was different about this one? Was it a relatability factor? Was it something that was super unexpected? And we also tell people to to watch ads or, or stories or reels that you really resonate with and then dissect that. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you can emulate what you like and then find your own way to do it. So it's, it is it is a process. It's not like you can just hear a couple tips and tricks and then go do it. Like you do kind of have to go through the gamut of the trial and error. Yeah. And even like with your dog guy example, who I, that sounds amazing. You know, I'm sure <laughs> they're not all hits. Like you've probably got your favorites and then you've probably got some where you're like, oh, that's funny, but it's not my favorite. So just know that even with your favorite like viral creators, they're not all going to be bangers, you know, and it's that's something you you learn, like she said, through trial and error. You just got to keep going till you hit it. But the difference is they are still putting themselves out there. They're still taking those risks and you don't see them wavering. Yes. Ooh, is that not funny? They just do it because they know it's part of the process. And, you know, consistency is also very key. Then people will really start to learn once you know your voice then people will start to learn your voice as well yeah i think that's important for people to hear you know we joke about businesses who are overnight success because you didn't see the 14 years of work and i think because of tiktok and reels and youtube you often don't scroll back through three thousand videos that they made to watch that very first one that was just awful and badly (laughs) lit and shot on an iphone with a shaky hand or something, right? Right, exactly. Is there anything that you find that works kind of universally? Because comedy is, I guess, in like the ear or the eye of the beholder. We all have Mm -hmm. our little quirks. And then I find culturally from country to country, some things land. Like Mm -hmm. I have a friend group in the US who introduced me literally as, this is Diane, she's very sarcastic. (laughs) If they could make it all one word, they would. But nobody in the UK has ever introduced me or warned anybody that I'm sarcastic. And I don't even think, I think I'm kind of mid-level here. So part of me is, oh, like, are people going to get it somewhere else that I'm like actually kidding when I like deadpan something? Yeah, they'll get it. We get it. And I I feel like it's, I think with sarcasm too, there's also some fun like self-deprecation stuff. Like at the beginning, you said like, I didn't pay them to say that. Like stuff like that, that's very like undertoned. Like, I I feel like, I feel like everybody loves dry, right? Well, that dry, sarcastic. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that came to mind when you were saying sometimes your humor may not translate like culturally, sometimes even within the same, you know, culture, humor may not translate from this person to this person. But 
that's okay. As long, if this is for your brand or your product, as long as the humor that you're using is hitting your target audience, whether that's women in their mid-20s or men over 50, that's who you want in on the joke. Everyone else, let them let them go. They don't have to get it. Same with when we were just doing, you know, our comedy videos. We did a lot of humor about dating and being friends as women. And, you know, a 23-year-old guy is not going to pick up on that. And that's okay. We don't want him to. That's actually a really good example because some of the funniest videos are the ones that you know that are done by a female creator that you know no man is going to have any idea. So I'm super casual. I'm in a hoodie, no makeup, hair's a mess for the people who can't see me. But that's behind the scenes of me consulting on people's businesses, on their strategy, on team strategy, which is fairly serious. If I was in corporate, I would be in like the power suit with the shoulder pads and the briefcase and the whole thing. So you mentioned that not all businesses are you know, designed to have comedy in it. How do I marry wanting to be taken seriously and having them trust me and my expertise with the idea of sprinkling in some of that comedy and that personality. Are there any do's and don'ts? When you were saying that about being taken seriously in humor, I think if it's the right kind of humor, it almost elevates. If, if it's smart, witty humor, I think it's only going to elevate, you know, your professionalism and you as a brand, as long as it's in that right, that right lane, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I know when I see a very creative, out-of-the-box, funny ad, I immediately have trust. I don't know what it is. I'm like, okay, they get it. They're smart. They they went there. They took those risks. And for some reason, that to me is like, they're, they're innovative. And that is kind of equates trust to me. So I think it's actually the opposite sometimes. If you are willing to kind of go there, then I think you'll not only get the eyeballs, but then people will be like, okay, I like them for some reason and I don't know why. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's some fine lines. You don't want to, if it's a certain type of brand, you might want not want to go like this direction in comedy, but you want to go in the other, a different direction. So there are some teetering. Yeah. Sometimes if it's like a charitable organization or we, we the example we always use is like Zoloft, you might want not want to do comedy for that. But I do follow a lawyer on TikTok and she does these very funny videos that are very dry where she reads like court transcripts that are very funny with a lot of attitude. And, you know, she's an attorney. And then she also talks about her life as an attorney and kind of like, you know, the trials and tribulations and what she's gone through and it's there is humor there but also like if I needed a criminal defense lawyer I would probably call her you know because <laughs> I feel like I know her on like a personal level yeah yeah I like that I like that you've made note like if I ever need a criminal <laughs> defense lawyer like I've got one <laughs> a girl you Oof. never know <laughs> <laughs> So what is the first step that somebody could take? Like they want to add a little more video or especially a little more comedy maybe into a video. So let's imagine they are extremely lazy like me. Mm. I have a podcast because I don't need to do hair, makeup, lighting, etc. for video. So what's the lowest barrier to entry? Hire us. <laughs> <laughs> um, might be the lowest. 
what's the lowest DIY entry to barrier? <laughs> and then we'll come back to how you can help everyone. Well, with video, maybe like an Instagram story, because those are very casual. They're supposed to look very off the cuff, not planned, just sharing vulnerability. So if you want to just do the absolute bare minimum, but experiment with like video and showing yourself on video, I don't think people expect you to look all put together on stories. In fact, I think they kind of prefer when you don't. So that would probably be my my answer. What about you? Yeah, depending on what you actually want to do, maybe just start small and just do a brainstorm. We work with a pet litter company a lot. And say you're if you if say you are like lazy or which I am as well, where you kind of promote on that you're like watching tv film yourself like god god i smell the poop but i don't want to change it and then like you're you're doing something that like you're eating ice cream in bed which you know is a, i do that a lot um, and you're like god you know i feel like i feel like sparkles is going tinkle again and i know i'm not gonna want to change that later. like i think what you're saying is like embrace your personality if you are you know the type of person that doesn't like to that considers yourself lazy or says like, oh, I don't really like to be on video or whatever, then share that. Embrace you know? it. Yeah. Embrace it wholeheartedly. Like, hey, guys, uh, I'm not uh, the queen of video over here, but I'm trying, you know. Am I wearing makeup? No. Do I care? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why God created filters. Exactly. <laughs> Something sparked for me when you were talking about doing Instagram stories. I wonder if that's a way without ads to maybe test, like we were talking about testing the hooks mm -hmm. yeah. or testing like the characters or the storyline, seeing if people are, you know, at least hitting an emoji right. back for the story. Because a lot of your people won't have seen that story. So if it really lands, you could then go and do a whole TikTok series or whatever. On it. That's genius. That is genius. Very smart. We actually did stories to narrow down our business name. Like we put up all the different names we were thinking and had people vote. And that's kind of how we narrowed it down. So I think that's really genius. Yeah, there's this comedic Robin Shaw who's hysterical and she's so freaking funny. And she does that kind of thing a lot. I mean, granted, she does have a lot of followers, but she kind of asks her audience on the stories like, do you want me to do this character or this character for my next video? Do you want me to run down the streets of New York in a trash bag? Or do you want me to uh, yeah. like call and prank, prank call somebody? Like, so yeah, I think that is right on the money with testing what your audience might want to see. And I guess it'll also tell you if from a business perspective, you've veered off course if yeah. everyone's like, this is outrageous. I never want to watch anything like this from you ever again, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. So you mentioned that the lowest, lowest barrier to entry is just to hire you guys. So let's talk about what that might look like or how people can get some help from you and like drop in that business name that everyone voted for. Yeah. <laughs> I would go to take2content.com or email shelby at take2.com, christina at take2.com. And we do offer a free 30-minute call for anybody who might be interested or might have might have some issues with how they want to go about their brand or doing videos. So we have that as an option. Mm -hmm. And you help with the whole thing. So people can come to you and be like, this is who I am. Make me entertaining. Yeah, we always start with a preliminary call where we want to hear all about you, your business, your target market. And then we go away, we do a big brainstorm. Then we come back to a second call where we 
pitch you, you know, all the ideas we've come up with. And we do a full on performance, girl. So buckle up, pack out every part. So you'll really get a sense of the vibe and the tone. And then, yeah, from there, we narrow it down and we go into production and pre-production. But it's worth mentioning that we also like if you just need some ideas or you just need production, you have an editor like we will do one tier of the process. What a fun business. So (laughs) to finish things up, I always ask my guests the same two questions. And so I'm going to ask both to both of you. No trying to get off with answering one each. First up, what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business? I would say what's really nice about me and Shelby is we have, um, because we are, you know, the owners of this company, we, it's nice that we have the freedom if we do have like an appointment or I deal, I still do acting stuff. I still have, you know, self tapes to do and things like that. So just having that freedom to on a Wednesday at noon, if I have to go do this thing, then I can. So having that little bit of flexibility is, is an absolute. Yeah. Yeah. Similar for me. I mean, you're going to be like, girl, you gave the same answer, but. <laughs> That's why you've always got to try to go first. <laughs> Get in there. I should have been like, Ooh. But similarly, sometimes I'll even say to her, like, I've got so much life stuff going on. Like I need to take a day and, you know, then we do. And a lot of times after we have like a big shoot or a big week of shoots, we will take like a day or a couple days off, like have a longer weekend just to I mean, that's a lot of energy. So we need that recovery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Gosh. Especially if you like played like multiple, <laughs> multiple parts. I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, you can do a talking head video. Go on, you can do it. And you're like, let me play 17 new people. <laughs> okay. And then what is the worst piece of cookie cutter advice that you have been given in your business? That's a good one. I'm going to go first this time. (laughs) So this is actually via a friend, but I remember a few years ago, she had a business partner who told her, you know, live the life that you want to live now. It's kind of very secrety. Like if you want to be the kind of person that can afford this car, go out and get it. And then you'll work hard enough to be able to make that money back. Girl, two years later, she's like, why did I buy this car? This was the worst, <laughs> the worst idea. And like, I just, I, I always think about that. I'm like, because, you know, you hear these people that are like, you have to believe it and do it if you want it. It's like, no, girl, why don't you just do it first? And then you can reap the benefits when you can reap the benefits. Yeah, it's the entrepreneurial, like, fake it till you make it. But yeah. instead of like incorporate, you would just wear a suit that was yes. like similar to like your boss's suit. Now you have to have like the private plane and the Ferrari and the like right. uh, sipping champagne in Paris, looking at the Eiffel <laughs> Tower or whatever yes. the current marketing favorite is. Yes, yeah. I relate to that one. I would say this is actually is good advice, I think, eventually. But people saying, you know, really cherry pick and hone in on the clients that you want and, you know, say no to to everybody else. And for us, I think we're still kind of trying to, we're so new that we're still trying to find all those clients that we could potentially have. So I think we do want to be open to saying yes to someone who might seem like out of our our wheelhouse. For instance, there was a client who it wasn't a comedy thing at all. It was just like a little a video to show off his men's product and very lifestyle, very lifestyle, just under music, really well shot. 
and he had a video he wanted to emulate and we took it on even though it was not as much money as we would have liked but now we have this really great sample and and he was super happy with the outcome so now he could potentially be a word of mouth and and hire us again so i think we still want to say yes a lot more than most people yeah you can niche down in two ways either you niche who you work with if you're like me and you're a business strategist you want to be really specific about who you work with but what you do is really niche. Right. So you need less niching on the like clients yeah, side yeah, of yeah. things. Yeah, that's so true. What um, great advice, Diane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, did not pay for that. It's going to be like such a great promo reel for me. I'm just going to cut out all the, it's going to cut out all the complimentary bits and pretend that it was like someone just said this to me unprompted. <laughs> This has been so much fun. I knew it was going to be hilarious, but I have enjoyed it so much. Where is the best place for people to carry on the conversation with you on social media, your YouTube, Instagram? Where would you like people to slide into DMs or drop comments on videos? You can slide in really anywhere, you know. Um, I would say <laughs> I take two content on Instagram and take two content on YouTube. We're going to have some fun tips and tricks and behind the scenes and bloopers and all that good stuff. So give us a subscribe. Our website has our portfolio and our website also has some fun comedy videos from when we first started. Oh, amazing. I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes so it's super easy for everyone to find you. Oh, thank you so much. This has been thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah, so fun. enjoyed this episode don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review